Yes, that was goofy. That's our intro. We have wow. fun. Welcome to Carnival of Randomness, and everybody's being impressed by the new intro music. It seems, but we're very lucky. First of all, dramatic key dramatic music. It's the return of Greg. Hi. Ouch, that hurt. Oh man. <laughs> So, Greg's gone again after call Paul, but we'll continue with the show. No, don't call Paul. I'm here. Oops. Better not call Paul. Or Saul. <laughs> but I always use the term, go see what you like and go see what you don't know, because you might like it. And when I made my triumphant return to the bug jar, and I was like a knight returning from the Crusades triumphant, was going in the bug jar. With grail in see, hand? Yes. You have the grail? Yeah. <laughs> we already got one. <laughs> but, well, it is good to be back, and thank you. I... I had a lot of community support. You know, we need somebody to make fun of. I know. <laughs> but seeing Adrian and Julia, we were all, like everybody, like Jeremy, Julia, all of us, we were blown away by this artist, and we are very thrilled to get her for the show. And yeah. I'd like to welcome Miriam Morelli. Hi. Hey. Oh, hey. Thanks I, for having me, Will guys. this go an hour? Will that evil fish, like, rule the world, though? I'm still freaked by that fish photo when you named it Ultron. Oh, yeah. That was just, um, so one of my dear friends is moving away, and that's her kid's fish, and they can't bring it with them, and he's the one who named the fish. Oh, yes. Likely story <laughs> there. Like, right well, Craig, I just, it's like, oh, just take this. It's a harmless fish. Yeah, yeah. No, I decided to keep it, but I'm keeping my eye on it. Just make sure it doesn't try to dominate the world well first it'll take over everything in your house because it's a robot that it takes over but how did you get started at all this like what what Um, where did you decide i do want to perform because it's such a tough thing i think in some ways you know i i grew up with it with a musical family um my parents were actually missionaries overseas in spain and there was a lot of traveling uh, a lot of road trips uh there was a time where we didn't have a radio in the car and we would just sing. And my, that's how my parents met. They actually played in a band together. I have one of their vinyl <laughs> albums. Actually, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, music has just always been in my life. And then more specifically in the church, uh, like leading worship services and stuff like that. Um, and I, I really love that. Um, I still do it from time to time. Did they ever write any songs about cannibals or anything? Cannibals? Yeah. <laughs> in the church? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Just wondering. So. Maybe they were in their missionary work. They might have. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sat in not. A pot thinking, oh, not I'm in a real Spain. Here. May, maybe oh, if they, maybe no. if they were, uh, maybe if they were in like certain parts of Africa or something, or no, like the Amazon. What were they like mainly doing? Was it farming oh, things? So or? my dad was a musician. Um, he like he started a couple churches. I think I was really young uh, when we moved to the states. I was like eight. Wow. Uh, so. Um, so I don't remember much other than just being a kid, you know, and kind of following my parents around. In but really cool places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so. know, for you, though, too, that because when you're a kid, that's all you know, that was normal. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the cool totally. part about it. It doesn't seem like when well, you're a little older, if you're going to travel, it's different. Yeah. Even, but when you're, this is the norm. And then you're going around going, when you meet people, doesn't everybody do this? Yeah, right? it's true. <laughs> it's true. You kind of think that whatever you grow up in is normal. Um, and I think that kids are really... Um, they're really, uh, they're really well adjusted. Like they, they are very flexible. I think that, um, you know, we, we think that kids can't do certain things, but they can, they just adjust really well. Like road trips, you know, big road trip. Like I took a, a long road trip recently and I was wondering, 
you know, can my kids do this? I'm like, of course they can. Like I used to do this all the time as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how it just started, uh, with me. And I, I began writing songs back in like 2016. Um, there was a season where I was just spitting out like a few songs a day. I mean, most of them were garbage, but (laughs) you know, uh, there were some golden nuggets in there. And, um, and I was, I was just like, where, where's my outlet for this? Because these aren't necessarily songs that you would play in a church um, or in a worship service. So like, where's my outlet for this? Because I feel like I have these songs inside of me. And I was just like, I just felt this such like intensity to, to get them out and kind of emote with them. And it, and it wasn't there. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to trust that the opportunity is going to present itself. And then, you know, couple years later, like I would play around a little bit with my brother. We played out a few different places and we got some originals out that way. But, um, but he ended up having, he was too busy with, with family life, uh, understandably so. And so I was scrolling through my, this was in 2019. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed late one night and my, and I was just laying in bed. You know how we do that. There's nothing better to do, right? Uh, Except for maybe sleep. (laughs) No, but then all of a sudden you're like, I remember like first going on there. Oh, I'm going to miss something. And then you're, oh. Somebody somebody did the laundry tonight. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. We, we, we post about the most ridiculous things. Well, I right? about, you know, I'm known for writing crazy stuff because I figure I don't want to do political stuff. The world's a nasty place. Yeah. I just want to entertain. Yes. Which is bad yeah. because uh, people expect me every day. I have to come up with good material. I love your posts. And oh, I just funny. can't. And I just can't. Well, you've seen them. Yeah. Uh, but I just can't do the normal. I want to do a normal one one week. Well, yeah. I got up. I had breakfast. I did the laundry. Uh, a yeah. bird pooped on my car. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's funny. I got up. Good start to the day. Woke up yeah. out of the bed. <laughs> it is. I woke a up. a comb <laughs> across my head. Always good to wake up. But I do yes, see one is. thing I've seen. A lot of our guests have something in common. They have somebody in the family who's musical. Mm-hmm. Or there's something like that how they've gotten into it. I had a brother in a band. Mm-hmm. I think everybody. But Greg, how did you get started actually? Did, in music? Yeah. Did they go. Like what did you first. Like was it at high school? did you first start to play well like, i started like, taking drum more lessons. like professional like when you first knew you were going to play out mm-hmm. high school yeah because i had a buddy that lived four houses down the street from me and he had a band and i used to jam with him he played hammond and then him and my his father got us into playing all the old standards like he had a whole book of standards like stardust and all the old wedding type stuff and then mm. i used to jam I, that's how i learned to play that stuff was with him with my buddy playing a Hammond and then uh, he got into a band and then they didn't like their guy and they got me in and then we played you mm. know I actually played my own high school while I was in high school oh, wow. which I thought was kind of cool yeah that is cool Andy was there I remember <laughs> we have a cameo and the Carney Marching Band yeah. that's right yeah no, but, but that's I, how I got started yeah. I mean I got lucky Mm-hmm. And you've done some of the Loving Cup stuff, haven't you? Yeah, how did well, that's, that come that's about? how I got there. Because when, when I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, I saw, you know, the choice vocal competition. Tomorrow's the last day for open <coughs> auditions. And I was just there lay, laying in bed at night. And I was just like, oh, it's like, I want to do this. Like, should I do this? Should I not? And I was just like, I knew that I needed to just be talked into it. And I couldn't tuck myself into it. So I texted my buddy, Bruce, and I was like, look at this. Should I do this? Knowing that he would be like, yes, do it. Uh-huh. You know, I just needed someone to like, you know, affirm me and to, to go. And right. so I went the next day and tried out and made it through the competition, made it to top two. 
Um, you know, I got inside. Actually, I was watching some of your videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't do much research on this show. Yeah, no, you're good. Try to so, do a little. Yeah, I mean, my, my goal going into that was to, just to make connections and kind of get into the ends of the, the music environment here in Rochester, which is so much bigger than I ever thought it was. Like, I've lived here for so Preaching long. Preaching the choir and church yeah, analogy. Yeah, so since then, I've just been, you know, COVID kind of. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously, yeah. <laughs> it interrupts that everything. Actually be, yeah. Might as well ask it now. Okay, you're That's rolling it. along. Here it and comes. Yes. COVID hits, and yeah. we've been asking everybody this. And yeah. we figure, like, this really hasn't happened in our lifetime. We, like, I had the swine flu back in the whatever. Oh, man. Well, I, I didn't have it, but I remember, like, when it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> but I remember, I'm like, ah, oh, this will be over by Easter. Be, oh, yeah, right. yeah, and it's like going on a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. So what happened, and especially for working musicians and everything, what, like, how did you cope with it? Well, I just, I felt like I was finally getting momentum of, like, what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be, and then, you know, COVID. It, we use that as kind of a timeline. Like, I like to say BC, before COVID. Yeah. I've literally you know... meeting friends. I'm seeing friends now, and it's like, when you, yeah. you know, when you're friends with somebody, it's like, you're genuine friends. It's like you just saw each other yesterday. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like, some people, like, I just saw my friend just had their first gig in two years. I haven't seen them in two years. Yeah. And, you know, we've communicated a yeah. little, seen how we're doing, but it's like you've lost, like, it's almost like like a Rip Van Winkle effect where you, isn't it sort of like <laughs> yes. you like you wake up and it's a couple of years later? Yes. You know, that guy was president? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's so like, oh, man, I just wiped that whole season from uh. my memory because... What really happened during that? We were just all staying inside and just trying to figure out how do we do life. With like all I this said, craziness. I was the one going. Well, yeah. Oh, I finally got time to write, do all these projects. Awesome! Oh, yeah. I think all I did was one of my friends sent me an old Atari. I got a stiff neck playing it, and I had to, I had to motivate myself doing my laundry. And the only thing I achieved was I have like a library at home, basically, but I never read them because I get the books out of the library. So I actually read some books at home, yeah. and I felt good about myself. Nice. Like, and I literally yeah. had my friends' concerts on line like i would have a calendar every day one of my friends would have a show on <laughs> that's funny yeah it's it's amazing how uh even when we were trapped inside laundry still never got done nope nope the socks bad is still <laughs> everything but how, how some of my friends like I, like my friend sean uh -huh. i think he did like four albums oh wow in that time frame? yeah he that's like hunkered down. one of my friends my friend bob and now this is now He'll probably be on the show again, like a Zoom, Greg. He's decided he's going to do 40 albums in 40 months. Mm -hmm. I can't picture that at all, how yeah. you could do that. That's crazy. That's nuts. You must not have to do much else that's during that time. That's, but yeah, you what? Know, I don't know. Sometimes when you set goals, but that's oh, If I said I was going to do like 40 albums in 40 months, i do like like one in a year. And just but say, he well, 40 two? albums yeah. or 40 songs. That just songs. blows my mind because like... I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Stay tuned. He's got one done. Yeah. All right. All <laughs> but what did you we'll do see. that during then? Did you just decide, I'm going to write? I just so, have to live with this? Uh, I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of writing. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always. That's yeah. uh, my go-to. Um, no, I just, I, there was like a live show. Like I saw that a lot of the more seasoned musicians were doing the live shows. And so um, uh, Jonathan and Amy Sheffer, Jonathan was my coach in the... Um, in the choice and she was a coach too to another amazing musician who you probably know her julia yeah. yeah so um they were doing these live shows and i was like guys do you think i should do this i was just i think i was just lacking a lot of confidence in myself because right. i think that the 
the、uh, ability was always there, but they really helped draw out the confidence in myself. And so they were like, "Yeah, do it. We'll even like have you as our opener for when we do our live show." And so they really promoted me. They were just they're so、um, encouraging and they're so giving and、um, they, and loving and、um, and so I'm really grateful for them because they've really helped me kind of kickstart everything. So that's I did a couple of those. I respect that a lot because I know like one time Susie said, you know, during this break you can go up and tell jokes or something. I cannot do that. I, <laughs> like, I'm actually. I mean, that's the weird thing about a lot of musicians. Like I've known. Hi, my, I'm funny. My brother knew <laughs> my brother knew Lux interior from the cramps, and if you ever saw Lux, you think he's crazy, <laughs> cutting himself, jumping all over.、Mm. Jeffrey Lee Pierce from Gun Club,、mm-hmm. and as you find a lot of musicians off stage are really, really shy.、Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like even like if they see wild and flamboyant up there, it's like a different、yeah. person. It's like I like、yeah. a lot of drag queens. I know a lot of them like they're very <laughs> quiet, humble people off stage.、Mm. I'll let you in on a little、mm-hmm. secret. That's our. That's our. That's our. That's how we hide.、Mm. That's our mask. It's it, that's the only way、On、we、stage. can get it out is to get up there. Yeah. It's like it's like our latent skill of of、uh, how do I say this? It's like a latent thing of of being、uh, latent trait of musicians. Well, like, like instead of being really super outgoing, we do it by playing. Yeah, it's, it's this is me. Of, this is what I'm gonna do, and I、yeah. I have confidence. And but then we get off stage, and we're like, "Wow, I、oh, hope that like, was good. I hope、like、everybody me. liked I, it." I do、yes. this show. Yeah, I'm、true. fine around my friends, but if you don't know me, I won't talk to you. I'm like really、yeah. shy. You have to get、yeah. to know me. Yeah, it depends on who you're around. I think because I don't know the the people who you're around draw out different parts of you, or you know what I mean. And I think probably once like the fr- getting over finally doing it, and you probably get that. How did that feel the first time you perform? You just get that rush and go. Oh, this is fun! Or、yeah. nobody threw a, nobody threw fruit at me. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, he's behind the drum set. He's safe. That's right. Remember that story about Ringo putting his symbols up because in the Philippines or something he thought they were going to get shot at, so he put his symbols up、What? like yeah. Instead of having them flat, he put them up like that. Like and that's how he played them. I don't guess so. He was like figured that was going to protect him from bullets or something. I don't know. I had、oh, about drummers、crazy. getting cabbages thrown at him. I forgot who it was. It、yeah. was like Keith Moon or something. Oh my gosh! Now you're seeing out front. You're doomed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think the Zoom、yeah. thing was important though in the COVID. I mean, I think that got、yeah. a lot of people out of their shell because I know we did one more than Anonymous Willpower. In a、you、way,、know. I think it reached more people because you know people were just sitting at home, probably scrolling through their feeds, and、yeah. you know people who, it, and even for people who can't get out to shows easily, or it's a lot more convenient. So I think it did, you know, it does obviously like tend to reach more people whenever you do anything online.、Um, so in a way, I think it was good. I should probably do one. Some again, were funny, like my friend, <laughs> my friend Katie Mori. The first time she did them, she's on the ceiling and it's upside down the way she would have the camera.、What? That's, that's crazy. But I got I got two、uh, observations from musicians. This one, Amy Levere was saying she actually literally said after one, I just I'm just not feeling it because I don't get any live feedback. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where others like Hayes Carl, he started doing、mm-hmm. these, and it was really intimate. He's a really great songwriter, but you almost felt like it was a friend coming on every week. You were yeah, looking forward.、Really、I'm like, get over because the flash is on at eight, but please just yeah, keep going. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. She she does have a point, your your friend that you just mentioned, because when you're not there in front of an audience, you don't get as much of the vibe of the crowd. You you know, you end a song and it's just complete silence. Right. And so I found when I went and looked back at my live feed of, of Forever Ago with COVID and I was watching it, I was noticing that after every song, I would just be like, yay, at the <laughs> end of it. And I don't know why I did that. Probably just because... I don't know. I was applauding myself yeah, maybe for getting through the song or something. had somebody in the wings going like this. <laughs> yeah, right. It was just literally nothing. <laughs> More cowbell. Yeah, right. <laughs> but who did you have? Do you have any like influence? Like he's a big Billy Ayus guy. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Are you, is that a joke? It's a joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're not into Billy Eilish? I've never even heard any of her songs. Yeah. I just don't I like don't... the fact that she came out of nowhere and made songs in her bedroom <laughs> and got famous. And I know. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the I joke think... goes because Adriana, like I work with her in the studio, so she's like, I, she introduced me to Feist, but she introduced me to Billie Eilish. Some of the oh, stuff. yeah. So mm-hmm. we we need like butts of jokes out mm-hmm. here. And we can't just keep me telling you after a while. You I run like out her of better as a blonde. I can yeah. So we have to do this Billie Eilish <laughs> thing. Like, like we had him as the, like the founder of the Billie Eilish Rochester fan club. Yeah, right. so. mm-hmm. That's funny. I'm not really into Billie Eilish. I do like a couple of her songs. Um... But I, I wouldn't say I'm like a fan of hers. You won points here with him already. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know what it really is. It's just that, that whole, that whole image that they cultivated. Or, you know, like the goth, brooding, depressed. Yeah. I don't, I don't find that entertaining yeah. to me. Looking well, like you're just going to yeah. want to kill yourself or slit your wrists every day. It, yeah. Somebody said. Somebody me. asked me if I was it a cure. Sad, fan. Somebody yeah. asked me if I was a cure fan recently. Is <laughs> that I don't look like a depressed fourteen year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that you know, some people really do uh, relate to that and identify know, with that. Sad. Which is, it's sad, yeah. but you know. Hopefully she can be um, uh, you a know positive what? I influence. On, I watched on Austin way. City yeah. Limits. You know, for those people. Who well, really a lot of that's just manufactured crap too. So yeah, yeah. but yeah. I watched her on Austin City Limits a little because if I wanted to like critique something, I don't like to, like. I'm not going to review something I haven't seen. So, like, we'll talk about <laughs> Doctor Strange next time, probably. Uh, Great movie. But, but what <laughs> I saw was she really connects with her fans. Billy Eilish. Yeah, it seems yeah. like they really get into it. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. You know, yeah. anything else. But the one thing I would like to talk about a little is gospel music, because really there's a great tradition that comes out of there. Yeah. It's just really awesome. Mm-hmm. And how is that going for you? How is that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would call what I do in a church gospel music. Well, you're singing in a church, it's singing... gospel music. I, I guess, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I haven't, I actually, I, I was a worship leader at our church for 13 years. And I'm actually like on sabbatical right now. So I'm taking an extended break. Um, and that ha- has been very needed for me right now in the season. And I'm just really enjoying uh, hearing other people you know, lead in those songs. I enjoyed and... playing in a church. Yeah. It's yeah. very uplifting. I felt yes. very spiritually uplifted playing yes. those songs. It's very and, encouraging. And, and yeah. with the people, I used to do these uh, sessions. I got hired basically by this mm-hmm. Baptist church out on Manitoba Road, the mm-hmm. big one, the compound. <laughs> yeah. Huge place. Oh, I, I mean, know where, I know actually where that is. Cause I, I, down I couldn't for believe the there. setup. Yeah. The freaking lights and catwalks and oh, tru- yeah, trusses yeah. and yeah. big stage and like, and anyway, I'm not trying to no, take good. away from you. I'm just saying, I, I enjoyed the music, although all the music sounded like U2 to me. All the grooves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I could definitely see that. I think Blues Brothers. I think Blues music, Brothers. Yeah. The scene when they're in the church with James Brown. Do you believe? Yeah. Do you believe? Yeah. I mean, we don't have much of that at the church that I go to, but I do really enjoy going to those more gospely church churches. And I haven't been. Well, to they many, they but... part. I mean, they really oh, yeah. like, they celebrate yeah. God. They oh, really, absolutely. It's like a joyous thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they they just go crazy. I love it. Well, that's what it should be. Really, it should be a congregation mm-hmm. actually participating instead of just being sitting there mumbling a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I've yeah. seen the Mandragula a couple mm-hmm. times. That's really cool out by Clover Street. My friends actually did Shakespeare to the Mandragula music. Oh. That was beautiful. Interesting. Very cool. Like they huh. would just do like lines from it and then they would like do like these old medieval songs in the church there. It was really cool. It's so interesting. That's what I always do. That's like I've said, yeah. one of the things of this is like try to, you know, music's good music or bad music as Duke Ellington said. Mm. Once, I think, remember in high school you had a like, you were either a metalhead, a goth, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or they would look at you, if you had like that jazz album, it would be the talk of, wait a second, he got a sting album. He's For- like, he looks like <laughs> made it. You become like, you know, the scarlet letter A or whatever. Oh my gosh. You know, it's, you know, you're all in those things. But I think it's like, I'll go to anything. Like, I have, like my famous thing was I went to a ballet, then I went to a punk show. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> That's a stark contrast. But so, did you right have there. any influences from music like that you really sort of want to sound like or just really enjoy i mean i don't i don't ever think that i it's my goal to sound like anyone no Um, you have to sound like yourself yeah and so i think but there's definitely been a lot of influence throughout my life um i mean i really i'm gonna go through some names and you i don't know there there's a lot of differences but i really love bob dylan um I, I remember my dad buying me like one of his, you know, the best of Bob Dylan CDs when I was in high school. And I was just like, I love this. I know it's not the most amazing, like he's not the most amazing singer or even the most amazing guitar player, but he just likes to write songs and he's you just know how himself. He does it too. And he, he says, just... they've asked him, what's your secret to writing songs? He just goes, I write about what I see. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. And he was just and very much just himself. You know, I can't like yeah. I write I've write like done movies and like I've done some like writing, but I always say just do it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink. Yep. Don't think like Yoda would say there's yeah. you or not do you're yeah. stuff is very coherent yeah. too. It tells a big story. Some like I was listening yeah. to Tangled Up in Blue and if you close your eyes, mm-hmm. it's a story. It could be like a movie or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And I saw him play in 20 before covid it was 2019 at the auditorium theater and it was really really one of his best shows mm-hmm. and it was just that's awesome our drummer has exploded again he'll come back yeah <laughs> but he he just he plays on you know you know he doesn't talk to the audience at all mm-hmm. but he now he, he i guess he's like all right at the very some so he doesn't play guitar anymore mm-hmm. he plays keyboard mm-hmm. and he just plays just goes through but he was and the thing about him is if you see them mm-hmm. there's a couple times when he just plays with his songs where mm-hmm. i'm listening to the song going what in the heck is this yeah <laughs> and halfway through i realize it's like a rolling stone oh <laughs> That's funny. And that was my old joke about American Idol. Could you imagine him or Tom Waits or Nick Cave yeah, right. with those voices going up? <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. But how, like, in terms of influence, how did he, in terms of, like, maybe, like, for songwriting or just as a Yeah, performer? I think for songwriting, um, I think also just the fact that he was just very, um, very much himself and he didn't care about what people and I, I need to be more like that. I need to not really care about what people think. You know, like perfect. Um, yeah. I and, actually was reading a book and I'm not a huge fan, but I just grabbed it. It sounded interesting. A book about Rush's albums in the 70s. Mm-hmm. What they said about Rush, they compared them to Kiss. And they said, now Kiss. 
they had a plan. They mm-hmm. wanted to do the glitz, the showbiz. They even made mm-hmm. the songs because they nothing wrong with it. They wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted to do, make money. Mm-hmm. Rush, they were going to do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And if they fell and they couldn't do it, that was it. We were going to do our music. And right. I guess like their third album, Crest of Steel, flopped. Mm. And they were telling them, we don't want you to do this anymore. You know, they were looking, they're going to get cut by Mercury, their album mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. But they said, heck with it. We're going to do what we want to do. And if it doesn't work, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did 2112. And this time they did one song and one album. Mm-hmm. But it's went gold. It was like their biggest seller. And I think if you're true to yourself, the audience that people see, and I think you enjoy it more too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the way. But also, like, I mean, you do covers and originals. And I think there's, like, when you do covers, do you try to make them your own? Do you try to, like, regurgitate them I just, I don't know what it is. It could be, you know, some of the influence there, uh, you know, with, you know, kind of folk music like Bob Dylan or even more melodic harmonies. Like, you know, kind of like what Weezer, I really am a big Weezer fan, uh, have been since, uh, you know, junior high. Um, ben Queller, I don't know if you if you know who Ben Queller yeah. is. I love him. Wears and, cool hats. <laughs> yes, yes. I got to see him perform live once, and he he was just amazing. Uh, I really like some of those more melodic tunes, or um, I don't know. I I guess with with that influence, and even with some other um, kind of bluesy influences like uh now i don't know if i'm ever saying this correct because i i hear it both ways from different people and both people you know both sides of it are very much like no it's said this way it's said this way so tedeschi trucks band or is it tedeschi or tedeschi come on you the musician tell us i know i was kind of relying on you to tell me tedeschi it's tedeschi i always say tedeschi See, no one knows. Well, How I is know, it? you know, I know. I got one <laughs> right. There's no K. It's Tedeschi. Right. I so believe. it's C H. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I really love um, their style, that bluesy kind of style. Well, you could say trucks, right? Yeah, you say trucks. That's not that's hard. Important. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, I just listened to a live CD the other day that I found so in my collection. Good. Yeah, they're so good. Midnight and what's that song? Midnight in Harlem. Harlem. Yeah, yeah that's a great song. Yeah. Well, he's got um, the pedigree from his dad. Everything yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, or learn learn how to love. Did you, have you ever heard that song by them? I think so. I love it so much. There was a lot of good stuff yeah. on the CD. Yeah, and so some there's great jamming too. There's wow. just such a broad, you know, spectrum. I I love all kinds of music. I'd say that I'm not the biggest country music fan. There are a few songs that I'm like, all right, that's okay. You know, I like that. Um, I'm not really much into like the heavy metal, you know, kind of right. like the screen, you know. Um, but I, you, you know, to each his own. Uh, yeah, bless people, you know, as I say, bless all the <laughs> stuff. But I remember like one show my friends were playing at the Bug Jar, that there was like a death metal band opening. Mm-hmm. We went outside and I was looking at my friend going, you know, people like it, they like it, but this is just noise to me. That's all yeah. this loud, painful yeah. noise. Are you a yeah. death metal guy? Death metal, no. But I'll tell you, I watched. I like the 80s stuff a lot. Like yesterday, I ashamed to admit, I was listening to a Cinderella album. Oh. Because I just really like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, like the, I like the style. I like the singing. I like the, the production. You know, yeah. actually, Don brought up a great question we were talking about online with, because I can be like a little bit of a snob, that indie guy. I have to have, you know, if you're on the show, it's good. We endorse it. We're not going to have anybody <laughs> yeah. bad on. But take a song, like he used Hot Blood by Foreigner. Like, you might get some music snobs, well, you know, they're popular. Imagine, like, if the New York Dolls did it, they'd all love it. Mm. A good song's a good song. I heard a remake yesterday yeah. of something I was playing, 
And I can't remember the darn song now. And I'm, I'm mad because I was like, wow, that's a really interesting way of doing that song. And mm -hmm. you never would have thought of. Mm -hmm. It was a, a female artist. And I just, I just, it's escaping me now. But it was like, I just sat there and I went, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, in terms of, like, female blues artists now, like, it makes you Susan Tedeschi, but some of these younger performers, like Samantha Fish or Ellie Venable. Yeah, she's great. Oh, I don't even know those Hannah names. Wicklin. Mm -hmm. Samantha Fish, is, I happen to mm -hmm. see her. She was one of those. What I love about music, too, is, like, when you're, like, ignoring us because you're, like, super popular and you pretend you don't know <laughs> oh, us. No. I always no, tell friends about it. <laughs> you know, you're sticking your noses up at us. But I always love getting on the bottom floor and, like, with Samantha Fish, I I saw her. I remember my friend Grimy. He's the sound guy at the dinosaur. He's like, nobody's here to Samantha Fish. But you go there. Then she played at uh, the Eastman, the, mm -hmm. one of those outdoor shows. Mm -hmm. And now, like, she'll sell out like at mid level. Mm -hmm. And I saw them at the bottom floor. I saw the White Stripes when they played Bug Fest oh, wow. here. Well, it kind of tells to that tells to the what audience a person's reaching. Mm -hmm. And Danny, the people that are in the know are. Mm -hmm different than the bug jar crowd yeah and know? danny too like at the at abilene he will bring in like a lot of acts you go see him there and you get your foot in the door seeing him because they're not going to be playing in a small club again right. probably right. ellie venable and now next time she can make she opened for shamaya copeland and kenny wayne shepherd See, I don't even know any of these names. This is terrible. That's why we're the music people. Yeah, so we, we need to train We'll be Yoda. You will of... learn. Yes, yes, teach Jimmy me. Jimmy Copeland's a great soul <laughs> blues singer. Yeah. I think you find it yourself, though. Like, when yeah. you play in what you like, you go mm -hmm. from one thing to another. It's like, who is this? Sometimes, you know, what works, too, is who is this person's influence? Yes. Then you go to them. Yeah. Or just, they'll put on, like, 88.5 with some of the radio shows on there. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's, like, cursed in terms of, I think... It's almost okay, like reading. I'll use the analogy. Use like reading James Joyce's Ulysses. If you read Ulysses when you're in your teens, you're an idiot because you're not. It sucks anyway. <laughs> but you're not going to understand one bit about it. But if you've read a lot when you get into be your 30s or more, you're going to be able to follow it. It still sucks. <laughs> but I think for music, like when I was younger, I didn't have like. The experience with it. I lose some classical like mm. Mazagorsky, but I think I didn't have the ear for it. I think mm. you have to develop that over mm -hmm. the years and playing yourself too, because yeah. you're going to go what you dig. Yeah. Did, would you ever like to try to do like something to challenge yourself, like do a country song? Oh man, I mean, I can, I can do that. Um, you know, t speaking of you know talking about like versatility or even just you know different genres of music, I feel like. You know, what you said really resonated with me. Like, oh, if it, it's a good song. Like, you know, you can tell what's a good song no matter what genre right. it is. And I feel like with my with my upbringing, my parents had such a wide variety. I mean, my dad would put on classical music, like Bach. You know, he would, my mom would put on a Mariah Carey CD. We didn't have much access to Not American music. Not the Christmas music. one. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I mean, listening, you know, to like Mariah sing or, you know, we're on a first name basis. So I don't know why I said Mariah. Like, like I know her personally. Like yeah. No, but like just having such um, such a different variety of all these different genres of music and, and artists, um, I think that that really helps shape and build. And you know, for me, I feel like when I'm if I'm writing a song, you know, it's more just if if a lyric comes to me or if like a a music line or a melody comes to me, um, I'm not necessarily trying to fit it into a specific genre. It just is what. It is. No, and that's the way it's natural because yeah. you can tell. I mean, I'll use Bowie as an example. Mm -hmm. Bowie did what he wanted to do, but I think his big mistake, 
And Greg, if you agree or not, you could say, but like after Let's okay. Dance, it got really popular. I think he screwed up because like Never Let Me Down, it's like forced instead of just going the way he's going to go. Mm-hmm. And usually like that's how I think it has to be natural. And I think people see that. People can tell in a performance. Mm-hmm. Like and often I use like, okay, like my good friends, The Mighty High and Dry. Like people ask me like if I recommend them. Like, yes. Okay. What do they play? Mm-hmm. And I just say, you know, it's one of those bands. I can't, but it's good. Yes. You ever get that? Where, oh, like, yeah. If I played it for you, like, I'd be, like, Alan said the one song was, like, almost like an Everly Brothers. It's soul. Yeah. He actually has one song they play. It's called Songs, Good Songs, which just goes on about the joy of music. Mm-hmm. It's very upbeat. But I think a lot of bands like that. And the thing, like, for you, you'll find, too, is, like, some people who see you perform, they always go from their own point of reference. I've had some friends... I've asked people when they've seen them what they sound like, and they'll say Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it at all. Mm-hmm. But what they know, they're going to try to interpret with you. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. But how, now, how do you go about writing your songs? Do they just come to you like... They just kind of come to me. I have um, I have so many recordings of, like on voice memos on my phone where like just I'll start humming something or singing something, and I'm like, I don't think that I recognize that as a song. I'm just going to jot, like, I'm going to get that on my voice memo. Uh, sometimes, like, a, you know, a lyric, especially if I'm feeling something really strongly, I'll write stuff out, you know, and obviously you go through the process of tweaking that and editing it to make it actually sound good. Um, there's been a few times where I've literally had dreams of a song. And as soon as I wake up, I'm right there with my voice. You can hear my husband in the background snoring. Oh, you know? everybody does. Like, <laughs> in I my voice my little, memo because I would, like, wake up. I would up have and... my little notepad. I, every every <laughs> artist does song, this. No, that's yeah, great. Right. I, mean, I hear now, you next to me. You do. Because yeah. I know when you get your ideas, you like I've said about Greg, he does really good songs, but he'll, like he's perfectionist, so he'll do like two or three a year. Do they just pop in your head all of a sudden? Do you just get the idea? Or? Sometimes. I mean, I got an idea once driving. I was at a job mm-hmm. driving a van, and I was over on 104 somewhere and all of a sudden this hook came in my head mm. just out of mm-hmm. nowhere yep and then i was off from there i mean sometimes yeah. it's just a line and then you write it mm-hmm. down and then you sort of have to build around it and yeah <clears throat> other times you get a beat yeah and i think another thing too i wanted to say this earlier but like because he asked about influences i mm-hmm. think all of us we we sponge <laughs> We we mm-hmm. absorb influences along the way. Yes. Everything, we, we pick, oh, I like this of this person. I like that mm-hmm. of that. I like this production. I like that sound. Yeah. And Different so seasons. all of a sudden, yeah. it all swirls around. And then all of a sudden, when you start working on your own stuff. You see a little bit of everything. You amalgamate. It's like a big mix. We're like little we're yeah. blenders. We're mm-hmm. like little blenders. Yeah. You throw a little bit of soul yep. and a little bit of rock, a little bit. Yeah. Actually, Adriana's bassist, Chris said that to me one day. He saw my post on Facebook. He goes, what music do you, exactly do you like? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny because you're all over on. the yeah. place. Yeah. But I think that's what we are. We're like blenders. And I think creative people sucked it up and you make it your own. Yeah. That's why, you know, maybe at the beginning you sort of like do covers, you parrot other people a little, even if you don't know it. But then you find your own voice. Yes. But now in terms of like, in, now you play guitar. Did I you do. just decide mm-hmm. to play guitar? Did it magically say, Miriam, you must play me? Because I noticed um, that with musicians. So, like with him, it's like, Greg, you can't play anything. Play drums. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I took I took a year of classical guitar at mm, Nazareth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got through it. It was hard. I mean, piano was hard because I never touched a piano. Mm-hmm. I'd take it for two years. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I could never get the 
the physician stuff, right, right. with the other hand. Yeah. Strumming was not a problem. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Ugh, I can't do this. <laughs> and there are so many guitar players. It's just, it, yeah. it's not easy. How come there's so many? Mm, yeah. Yeah. To me, it's not easy, but it seems right. like there should be easy because there's. Well, to me, drumming stuff. isn't easy. <clears throat> no. no, I can't do. Do you it know? What, and like you're a hit. drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I you know that's that's a challenge for me. I think we're just wired differently. I guess so, but yeah. I always think I just that always vexes me because it's kind of like there <laughs> yeah, are I can't so do the two hands. hands like I, I literally do it. Yeah, I forget what one hand's doing if I try to drum and I can't yeah. do this and this. Yes, you have to split your brain. Even more so. I think it's because I, I actually get annoyed that I can't play drums. I have a drum set in my basement and I try. I can do like the most basic beat sort of yeah. on, the you know, a, a, an even tempo. But um, but it, it really angers me that like I have to split my brain so many different ways to do what I want it to do. Because I have the sound in my mind right. of what I what I know it should sound like and what I want it to sound like. I'll farm myself my, out. I'll help you out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Stuff for you. But, you know, I think it's that's even a harder way to split your brain than, say, like playing guitar and singing at the same time. Like I've heard people say, right. I don't know how you play and you know, sing. I was say that same thing. You know. The only stuff. thing is you uh, don't have to know how to yeah. act on stage. When you have an instrument, you don't know if you want to dance around or do all the weird motions <laughs> or... And I've always said mm-hmm. I use Colin Blundstone as an example from the zombies where mm-hmm. you don't have to be like Mick Jagger mm-hmm. or like jumping. He just yeah. stands there. Yeah. But yeah. he's got this presence. Yeah. It's like Nick Cave. Yeah. He's got the presence. But I always wondered that too because yeah. I'm not really good musically except for being a supporter. How do you keep your mind on like playing it? <laughs> I don't know. It's it weird because I know when I do it, do it. Yeah. When, when I do it, you literally can feel yourself splitting the two things up. Yes. Your brain it's is like, consciously ah. going, all right, I'm, yes. this is this is doing this, and mm-hmm. these are doing this. Is it almost like Bruce yeah. Lee would say, like, with martial arts, though, you don't <laughs> think about it? No, but it's, like, true where you feel it, where you're doing yeah. this because you know you, if you think about it, you're going to stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it does take practice, and you got to practice it, um, you know, but, but eventually, it, I think eventually it does kind of become natural, but you still feel that kind of splitting of your brain or yeah. whatever. It's very interesting. I mean, some people, you yeah. know, it's that whole thing of rubbing your head or patting your head or whatever. You know, and I yeah. think, too, like you said, Pat, guitar. Uh, rubbing your tummy yeah. and patting your head, right? You know, I yeah. think, you, like you mentioned guitar, like there's, there's tons of guitar players. I think it's almost like the saying about baseball, where if you want mm-hmm. to get to the majors, be a catcher. Yeah. Maybe you want to be a drummer or a bass player. Mm-hmm. So you can get in a band because there oh, are yeah. lots of guitar players. Yeah, that's true. Well, I actually started on, uh, well, I started on piano um, at a young age, just took lessons and stuff, and that was fun. Um, I mean, I was in like a marching band. I played flute and saxophone. I can't say that now I'd be confident enough. I could play a couple ditties on each of those instruments, but I don't, you know, I, I don't say that I play those instruments. Um, but yeah, I, I started on piano, but no. my dad is an amazing guitarist. He can he can play a lot of those classic songs, especially the Spanish classic songs and Does he have the fingernails? Um, he I mean, does. Because I saw yeah. this one flamenco player mm-hmm. at Love and Cup blew me away. Nicest guy. Yep. Too, but he strums he the, like this. You gotta have claws. Yeah, he had the hand. fingers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he strums like this and he would actually uh, he would actually he he would grow the nails out on just his right hand and went he would actually go to the nail salon and get acrylic 
put on them so that they wouldn't break. Right. And, you know, he would joke. He'd be like, I'm going to the nail salon. He had, <laughs> he had mostly daughters. So he would always like, joke, and we'd be like, dad, stop saying that, you know, but he would, he would go and get that, that That's done. A, yeah. And he was, just, he's sense. just an amazing musician. And, you know, my mom is an amazing, she, she played guitar and she sings and they're just, my dad sings. They, they both have such beautiful voices. And I think that when, when my dad was playing guitar, I really wanted to learn guitar. And so he just kind of gave me some pointers and then showed me different chords, showed me different strumming patterns. And I just kind of took off on my own. And my brother's an amazing musician too. He plays everything. That's amazing. That's just awesome. Yeah. yeah it's amazing how quick That's the cool. time goes out here too. Oh, are we it's done? Lots, no, it's lots of fun. But oh, yeah. we no, would be remiss we, if we don't we get lost. I we gotta, talk of Star Wars, but what did you want to I say? Gotta know, do you have any good dysentery stories from being a mission in the mission? No. Oh, okay, I just was wondering. <laughs> He, he, he probes for the deep questions. I know, the, I know. That's so funny. No, I got so I sick. And I got food no poisoning in Russia <laughs> really bad. We all got like food poisoning when we were in oh, the yeah. Soviet Union. It was yeah, you brutal. Be but Star yeah. Wars, you were just an original Star Wars fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I do love Star Wars. Um, that was, I think, you know, one of the few like early um, American uh, productions or movies or whatever you want to call it, entertainment that we had um and i remember getting the do you remember the box set of the vhs tapes of the episodes four or five and six we had those and i i actually still have them if you can believe it added the other scenes i had no did you have i'm not happy about all the added stuff what about the han shooting greedo because remember that was messed up because the thing was han was a bad guy he was a smuggler and yeah he was a pirate my favorite character of course because of course but he yeah. was not a good guy when this no. started. No, he was a space pirate. Yeah. Pirates are, are not, they're, they're tricky. But they tricky. cut that they, out because uh, they didn't want to make him look as totally like That's such why a bad they did guy. that? Yeah. I never understood why they did that. I'm like, Han shot first. What the heck happened? Yeah. You know? And then, you know, later you, when, when, uh, when when Vader throws the Emperor down, if you haven't seen Star Wars, this is this is a spoiler. But if you haven't well, seen it, you yet, you've had it a long now, time. Come on, I know. Come on, guys, <laughs> get get your act together. But when he throws uh, the Emperor down the the shaft or whatever, um, and then he yells. Like before he does that, he yells, "No!" It's when the Emperor's like lightning forcing yeah. the, Luke, um, and. Um, and he like he starts saying like no no I was like that wasn't in there why why did they add that yeah. and I just I thought there was something so much more powerful and strong about just seeing Vader not being able to see his facial expressions obviously behind the mask but just seeing him kind of processing what's happening yeah when and he's then, looking and watching yes, yes when he's exactly. looking and watching and then when he just decides I'm gonna do this and he just like picks up Palpatine and throws him down um, but it's you know when they added the no I was just like that's so cheesy why did they do that I, I felt like there was people, something so much you know, more because they think people are too stupid to realize what's maybe going I guess. On. you know like would you think like <laughs> suppose like some artist like if you made a record album would you like re-release it and just change it all mm-hmm you know that's the thing, but I right now I'm like I I, I like a new hope the best I found. I just mm, like the whole. Mm-hmm. And I always I just I don't know I get emotional that scene the binary sunset scene with Luke staring at the sunset. I just think that's beautiful. And then of course, this is another spoiler. But then if you've seen come the on, newer if you ones, seen it by now. It's yes, like, come but on. It, but if you've seen the 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 newer ones, the the newer releases or whatever, um, when he when he goes, yeah, he's staring. At I was he, bawling my eyes out. I was just like. 
in the that song, it's my favorite. I love it. So- I put it up. Yeah, all it's the my time. favorite score of this. It's like da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. yeah. And and I just okay, get you so have emotional. You, do, you have your new record song where you could do that. Just hum it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I might get uh, in trouble there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, <laughs> you only got a few billion anymore. I'm coming to sue you. I Maybe I shouldn't have even. My friend, no, my friend Mike. It's serious. My friend Mike runs a theater. He said when that happened, there were people crying. Somebody was banging on the wall. And everything. I I saw when I saw the okay you know when Han Solo gets killed by his son. By now we should if anybody I know seen it by I now, know spoiler awful. alert. Uh, so so when I was in the theater actually with a group of friends from church, my pastors were there. They're very good friends of mine, and and we're watching this, and I am just bawling my eyes out when he <laughs> dies, bawling my eyes out, and I could not stop for like ten minutes. It was well beyond that scene, and I couldn't stop. And my my friend, uh, she's so funny. She's care pastor at a church she leans over and she goes do you need grief counseling <laughs> i was like i might no, i saw literally this is a true story i saw wrath of khan at the theater there were people oh, i remember that they movie. were people were <laughs> sobbing and there was actually people writing letters to Starlog saying should i talk to a psychiatrist to get help because i'm just so that was intense bummed out about spock yeah that was an intense Movie. I remember watching that as a as a kid. I remember. Watching and I that. just remember the reaction of that. Mm, or like when Daenerys mm-hmm. died for me. But <laughs> my gosh, that's so funny. You know, but I mean, yeah, yeah, but that's good art though. Good art affects people. It's like songs. Like when you play your song, something people go, "Wow, I can relate to that." That's yeah. the beauty of music. I think it's especially in this crazy world. It's a yeah. good healing factor. I yeah, think. and we're all human, and we all relate on a human level where we all feel those emotions, and we can relate to different stories that are told in songs, and it's just. You know, and you may not realize how relatable it is when you write it or when you do it yeah, until you perform it, and then someone is like, "Oh man, that really." How many people have you ever like you've heard a song and go somehow this person doesn't know me, but that song was about me? Yeah, absolutely. Because we all have universal feelings. We, all we have, do, yeah. Though even though nobody better send us hate mail for revealing what happened at Star Wars, get over it. It's been like decades. <laughs> yeah. But Mira, it's been really cool talking to you. Yeah, it's, it's been just awesome. By, but. First of all, a little housekeeping. Greg, you're back on the field. What do you play? You play it out soon or anything? Uh, yeah, I got, let's see. Hmm. I have a CD release party with Brian Lindsay. Oh, yeah, I saw Record his new Archive, one. June 8th. Oh, I've always heard of Record Archive. I've never been yeah, there. In the back room. Miriam. Come in. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Like I'd love to come. A pretty early thing. Yeah, and Miriam, yeah. if you... You have to play there because no matter where you play, if you play Giant Stadium, it will not be the same as playing on a stage with a chandelier and a dinosaur with oven mitts. That's what? right. What? All right. I'm going to have to go yeah, check it out. I'd love to play there Great sometime. Crowd and yeah. uh, very supportive. And get drunk and shop. They have beer. What more is there? <laughs> I feel like that's By a record. setup. Here's our here's our store, yeah. and also you can just become they like have, less responsible have... in your decision making. Well, you know what that's they right. do? Like when you, go to Harrods, yeah. you go to Harrods in England, they give you free champagne. Why? So you loosen up and buy more. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a beautiful. I mean, that is like one of the coolest places to ever do a gig. You will be telling people. Ah. Yeah. I keep asking Alana to give me the T Rex. She's like, I'm not for sale, not for sale, not for sale. <laughs> and, but and it's I, really cool. I'll send you a picture of it, actually. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And I have another thing with this band in the mix, which is a cover band, but we're playing in Penyan at some place called the the Tin House or something. I have no idea. It's like mm-hmm. an outside thing. It's a the Tin Woodsman owns like a house out there or something. I don't know. It's Penyan. Or it's Dundee actually. Mm. Which oh is, yeah, I have I have a gig there, uh Next week with this new band of we kind of just got thrown together, um, and we have a gig. There I mean, those are the people week. that hire because there's no 
there's no bands out there. You go in the country, mm-hmm. man, there's no bar- bands out there. Yeah, a lot of people were playing at that pizza place in Lima, I know. I know a lot of people right. were playing there. Right, my buddy Which plays there with place in Lima? this guy, Dan. Pizza place in Lima. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. Yeah. I forgot already. Rux? I don't that know. That would be in Honey, I Fall. No, this is in, this is in Lima. A lot of bands are playing out there. Oh, but fanatics? I know. Now I know. Not fanatics. Yeah, fanatics, isn't it? Yeah, oh fanatics. yeah, you're wearing that. Fanatics. Is that in Lima? <coughs> Maybe there's is that more. Aravon? I thought it was in Lima. Or... Well, I, in Lima. I used to live in Lima, but I haven't. I mean, I I haven't really driven through the town there. We're yeah. talking about yeah New York, not Peru, right? Yes, that'd be Lima, right? Lima. There we go, Lima, Tadeshi, Tadeshi. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So when they play in Lima, Peru, does she change it to Tadeshi or Tadeshi? Yeah, I don't know, potato, <clears throat> potato. But also we have our own Adriana's going to be playing at Spoken Hot Chips Barbecue, one of your favorite places. That is, yeah, I love that place. It's awesome. They, they and treat you when good. when are you playing, like, next Oh, at, at Smoking Hot Chicks? <laughs> Anywhere you're playing. And where can where we find that? your stuff? Like, yeah. do you have any, like, online stuff? I do. I have, um, I have a music page. Uh, Miriam Morelli Music, uh, face, Facebook, come find me. It's like a black logo with an, a white M on there. Um, I usually post any upcoming gigs there. Um, you know, I can't, it's hard for me to tell when my next local gig is because I don't have my planner right in front of me. Well, uh, we'll post it on our site. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I just, um, next week I said I'll be in Dundee um, at this brewery. I'm, I'm not even, I can't remember the name, Tin, tin Brewery, something like that. And there's so many now. There's so like many. Wineries, breweries. Yeah, and... Um, just stop in a brewery in Dundee go, hey, they got music in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. And, um, I mean, I'm at Smoking Hot Chicks twice a month, usually, um, oh, on a Saturday. That. It's in Fair- Fairport. It's oh. next Fire to Iron Smoke. Smoke. If you go in the mm-hmm. building, Parse, it's one of the it's one of the restaurants in the yeah. same oh, thing as Iron okay. Smoke. It's like an entertainment district down there. I went I down know. there for the it first is. time after COVID. It's all buildings and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've really grown that. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I play there twice a month, usually on a Saturday uh, from five to seven. That's my general block of time there, um, and I love it there. Amazing food, amazing people, just and it's family friendly too, which which I appreciate and and I like. You can bring your kids out and sometimes those kids are rough critics though with your music. Uh, yeah. You don't want an ice cream sundae thrown at you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of my spots, Titus Tavern on Titus Avenue. Um, I've been there a few times. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, like, everywhere. I want to broaden that, though. Yeah, this, that's what you got to do. This summer, I'm really hoping to to broaden that, and I, I have a few leads on that. So. Just stay safe with Try all a, the little floozy things, flying the little flues, flying around the little COVID bugs. Try that place. Oh, Whiskey I hope River. they go away. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do you have a place Try that place, Whiskey River, down in Charlotte. Okay, That's Whiskey a cool River. cool place because they have okay. an outdoor stage. I don't know how booked up they are, but mm-hmm. I have a couple Thursdays there with a guy just doing like a duo. Oh, nice. Charlotte's a good... So, that's another one that's become time. like Studson. <laughs> yeah. It's become a little entertainment district too there. Yeah, Pelican's Nest too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about reaching out and getting in there. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm down for most anything. So now we're very graced yeah. by this. Uh, Greg's not going to do an hour drum solo. Yes, sir. But we're going to have uh, mirrors. <laughs> Can you tell us a little about the song you got to play? Yeah, so I'm going to do, um, I, I always say it's my best attempt at a blues song. Um, it's kind of bluesy, I guess. Uh, and it's it's called Not Mine. And I feel like at one time or another, this is kind of where the relate, the relatability comes in. Um, I feel like at some time or another, you think back um, on, like, say, you know, a crush that you had as a kid or... 
um, in high school and, you know, you see you, you, they get they go off and they get married and you wonder like, oh, that could have been me or like you realize kind of like it's the person that got away type of thing. Um, so I just tried to put myself in that situation and I just came up with this kind of storyline of like, you know, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's kind of speaks to the heartache of seeing like, oh, they're with this other person and they're happy and that, you know, it could have been. It's like one of those of good old sci-fi multiverse shows where you pop in and you're married to this person. You <laughs> <do>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg's drumming for Billie Eilish. That's right. Hey, I do it. Yeah. I don't care. I'm when it comes to that kind of stuff. I Show me the this. money. Show all me my, the money. All my prejudices <laughs> go out the window. You need me to do what I got to do. I'll do whatever I got to do to make your shit sound good. So that's, all. that's how Excellent. I look. But Thanks a lot, yeah. Miriam. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks we so could much do, for like, having me. We could come back and have, like, we'll just talk Star Wars for an hour. We, we could definitely do that. That sounds like <laughs> a Oh, we like a do lot that. We have our pop culture shows. We. I'm not sure I saw the one that you're talking about. Last which, Jedi? Where, where Darth uh, Vader I, gets I killed. spoiled it no, for you. No, which one is that? No, Return of the Jedi. I think it's, no, Return of the Jedi is the... Um, oh, the Revenge of the Sith. Six. Yeah, see, I never yeah. saw that one. I heard that was really good. Well, I you knew it was going to happen, so we didn't spoil it. No, so. I don't care. I'll well, watch but it anyway. after, anyways, Greg's back. This was really fun. Now we have yeah. Miriam to play, so you won't right. remember any of the stupid stuff either of us said. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much, it. guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, I packed my life in a suitcase. I went to meet you at the station. Find myself alone on this platform Wondering which train you got on You led me on with your sweet words Talking about how great together would be But how could I have been so blind Now I see you left me hanging high and dry. Not mine, you're not mine, you're not mine. Oh, I'm hurting cause what's hers is not mine. I wake from dreams where you're here happy with me. I'm glad you're doing fine. And arms are empty On my bank accounts too I got no food in my belly But mostly I'm just missing you Did all those texts mean nothing at all? Across the room when we met eyes Your shameful wave must have meant goodbye
turns out there is a happy ending Too bad that it's not mine Oh no, too bad that it's not mine No, 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 no Too bad that it's not mine 